And I love your head wrap. Girl, so I was trying to put it on. I just started wearing head wraps like a week ago. It mm -hmm. kept coming apart. So <laughs> I can't. So if it comes apart midway, just act like you don't see it. Okay. <laughs> Welcome back to the YBF Podcast. It's your girl, Natasha, and I have another very special guest, someone who we, who we haven't seen in a very long, I mean, I haven't seen her in, the, in a pretty long time, but she's still been acting, still been doing her thing in Hollywood, and I love to check in with people like just the YBF chicks that are doing it and doing it well. I love to check in with them and see what they're up to, what their new projects are, and I just think she's a fab chick. So I wanted to talk to her. So please welcome Miss Amani Hakeem to the show. Hey. <laughs> She's like, wait, do I, what do I do here? Hey. <laughs> so funny. So of course we all came to know you with Every, everybody hates Chris. That's where, I mean, I don't know if you did something before that, but that's how I know you. And um, that's how most of us know you. And now you're a grown woman. You are doing you. You are out in these Hollywood streets getting roles and deals. And I love it. <laughs> okay. so yes. Me, what's been going on with you? Like what, we're going to talk about your, your show, the second season um, on Apple TV, but or Apple TV Plus, but I want to know, like, what's going on with you? What do we need to know? Let's catch up. Okay, well, yes, um, I, I did get my start with Everybody Hates Chris, so that was the very first job that I ever had, so that was my introduction to the industry itself. Right. Um, what's been going on with Imani since uh, Everybody Hates Chris? Uh, everything, you know, as you said, I, I've been blessed enough to continue doing what I love with acting and blessed enough to land roles on different projects and um, also been spreading my wings with writing and directing and producing my own projects. Nice. So um, just, you know, really stretching out and becoming multifaceted and, you know, you know, just not staying in one lane, like right, learning right. all the things that I want to learn about and grow right. mm -hmm. and you have to be these days in hollywood i mean it, it literally feels like you have to have 25 hats in order to be successful you have to create your own roles you have to try out for roles you got audition you got to do this you got to do that you got to be at things to be seen but you also have to use your platforms the way you want to use your platforms and not offend people and not do that i mean it's just too much but i love <laughs> that you are <laughs> i love that you're kind of taking initiative and creating your own things you're writing and producing and that's amazing um so yeah yeah it's so, important to me it's important to me especially as a young black woman to yeah. you know to approach the industry from a way of like we're not used to seeing it and writing roles that i want to see more of that i want to see more representation of so yeah you gotta you gotta create your own opportunity sometimes same so speaking of more representation in a certain lane you are starring in and season two is starting soon right but you are starting starring in mythic quest raven's banquet a show on apple tv plus y'all okay so i tuned in for the first time i thought it's 
I think it's hilarious. I'm about to go finish the whole the whole season, the whole season one that's up. Um, I'm about to finish it all because it's really a cool ass show, and it's based in. To me, you know what it feels like? It feels like The Office meets Facebook. Okay. If that okay. Makes yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a video game company based in America and they are creating video games and like their big, their big, big ticket item video games and then other games on the side. And your character plays a video game tester. And mm-hmm. I just think it's really effing cool because something that we talk about amongst ourselves is like, there's an untapped market and that untapped market is black gamers. We all know, especially when it comes to guys, like, I don't know, you know, the guys in your family or guys you date or whatever, I don't know, guys around you, how much they are obsessed with video games. But people don't realize, one, it it can actually be a professional situation as well. It's a professional job for a lot of people. They a ton of money. And Uh also, women are in it too. And they're just kind of not talked about as much too. So you being a black woman in gaming on this show is such a cool and not seen situation. So tell me about that. What what int- what interested you in this role? You know what? Funny enough, uh, it was kind of serendipitous because, as I said, I'm a writer. And so the very first pilot I've ever written was uh, written about a Black female gamer. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and I and I wrote it, written it like uh, three years prior to auditioning for this role. And so um, this role wasn't written for any specific ethnicity, but it just happened to, I happened to land it, which um, for me, going back to the representation, um, it's very important because like you said, we don't realize how diverse it actually is because we don't get to see that in the forefront. Um, I, my brothers did grow up enjoying games. I play because I have all brothers and I, I enjoy playing video games kind so of you're a gamer as well. Too. Not as hardcore as some people. I enjoy <laughs> video games. Like I'm down, like if my friends come over and they're like, oh, you got an Xbox, you got a PS4 or whatever, let's play. And I'm like, okay, cool. Let's do it. Um, I'm down. But, uh, yeah, I think like you said, it's a, it's the gaming industry is so massive and um we don't even know all the people that are into it especially black women or women of color in general so it's so it's so important to me that i get to um highlight a black woman in the tech industry that's so important so important and in the first episode something really important happened you and the other tester who has a crush on you um Duh, why wouldn't she? Um, And so you all are having a discussion about your thoughts and your opinions and your ideas about the games that that you're testing. So to me, it's like, I mean, if you're a tester, you're hired to be a tester, clearly they want your opinions, but you were hesitant. Your character was hesitant to even go forth and tell them what these opinions were. Y'all's job is literally to sit there and play games all day. But I'm also like, okay, play games and do what? Like, aren't we supposed to be taking the information to somebody about what you're playing? And isn't that the whole purpose of your job? But you, your character was hesitant to do that. Mm -hmm. And that's something that women, especially black women, are just in their everyday roles in life, just tend to do the most for everyone, yeah. but then if we got an opinion, we're like, eh, I don't know if I should say it. 
Yeah, they we we really try to assimilate into the environment that we're in, especially especially if we are like the only sort of other in the room. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes we tend to falter to blending in instead of you know putting ourselves out there. But the good thing is with the current environment of what's going on. Um, I think people are feeling more empowered to step in, to say their opinions, to be like, we need to move into oh, yeah. this direction because, um, I mean, that's, that's sort of why we've been in the place that we've been in yeah. for so long, because the people whose voices matter, everyone's voices matter, but everybody, the people that, the voices that are sort of the difference that are going to make the difference, everyone's been sort of, you know, silencing yeah. themselves for so yeah. long, including my character. Dana, what you saw, uh, she's, you know, she's young, she's new to it. So she's yeah. like, I love what I do. And I don't want to step on anyone's toes. But I, I have a feeling that we'll probably ex get to explore her, yeah. you know, branching out a little bit more in the in the, yeah. in the uh, future seasons. So you spoke on like just everything going on now. And you're right. Why, why we're here is not why we're here. But part of the reason why we stay here is because we for good reason, don't always want to speak up. And we don't always want to risk our lives and our jobs to speak up. So what do you feel with everything going on? Like I know in Hollywood, it's you all aren't necessarily back to filming yet or back to production fully, but you've been on jobs and you've, you know, worked in network with networks and people. Have you ever felt that in real life with having to kind of pull back a little bit to like, to save your career in a way? Um, like, are there people you no longer will work with because you feel like they were stifling? Like, how have you experienced this? Yeah, of course. I think that for me, my personal experience being in the industry, and I think every every Black person in this industry could, uh, can speak on this. Um, I don't... I just felt like I was trying to balance the line of what's appropriate and what's right. not appropriate. And for instance, my natural hair. Yeah. You know, like I spent so much time and so many years being like, okay, I'm going to change my hair. I'm trying to find my style. I'm going to try this weave. I'm going to try this wig. I'm going to do these braids. I'm going to do this. And this is going to be my new look because I'm trying to figure, I was spending so much time trying to figure out what they wanted and mm -hmm. what was, uh, presentable to them yeah. and now I'm like in a place where I'm like that is so much work it is so much money it is so much time for me to keep trying to water down what is naturally mine yeah um to fit into a box that I think is appropriate for other people mm -hmm. so they can feel comfortable um so it, I haven't quite experienced anything as far as um not ever wanting to work with anyone again because of racial yeah. um or like discomfort yeah <laughs> like nothing like that but i know that if anything i just trying to figure out like as a darker skinned brown skinned woman figuring out like what's appropriate and what's presentable for um who's in charge or my bosses per se but i think it's like getting more comfortable with coming and bringing who yeah. I am authentically and being like, that's enough and yeah. period, like that's I mean, enough. That's what we gotta do now. And that's why I love this generation is because y'all just be like, look, this is who I am. You gonna take it or leave it. And that's what it is. At some point you have to, to be like that. Yeah, because if you think about the people who paved the way before us, like they, everybody was changing themselves. Like, yeah. you know, plastic surgery, perm in their hair to fit in. And that's okay because 
you know, that's what was required back then. Right. But they sort of, we're now paving, paving the way of people coming after us. Like, you don't have to change yourself. You could bring exactly who you are. And that's why I love people like Viola Davis or Kiki Palmer. Kiki Palmer yeah. is so authentically herself that is, we need that. We need to have those, yeah. those, um, influences because right. like why you know it takes too much time and energy to water down who you are too much so i do have to ask you something now if you don't want to answer i get it but we are talking about this situation going on in society and not everybody who's a black actor seems to be we're not all on one page necessarily so mm -hmm. your tv dad ex-tv dad terry cruz has been catching some heat for some things that he's been saying um, about the Black Lives Matter movement and things like that. And I just wonder, what is your take on that? Are we just misunderstanding Terry from what you know of him? Or do you agree with him? Or do you like completely not agree with him? Or like, what, what are we missing here? What do you, how do you judge this situation? I don't, what did he say? Do you know oh, okay. So today, well, in the past, there was some drama with him and Gabrielle Union, of course, between, over American mm. talent and talking about whether or not her as a black woman was fired for the right reasons or let go or not asked back for the right reasons. You know, there was some discrepancy there. He took the side, seemingly took the side of America's Got Talent where Gabby was like, really like, this is kind of silencing black women in a way like, okay, cool. We all, we all supported you when you, when you spoke out about your situation, but whatever. Mm -hmm. Today, he did post a tweet saying, if you're a child of God, you are my brother and sister. I have family of every race, creed, and ideology. We must ensure hashtag Black Lives Matter doesn't morph into hashtag Black Lives Better. I don't know who whoever said, I don't even know what Black Lives Better is. I, I don't know. <laughs> it, it's, what are you even talking about? Like, are you trying to, the other side here? Are you trying to give them talking points? Like, what, is he joking? Like, what are we missing? Uh, I, I have no idea. I can't really speak on behalf of Terry because um, yeah. I don't know how his, his mind works. I, I just know that <laughs> I just know if I were to speak on behalf of my my where I come from with regarding what's going on um, is that, of course, we're all fighting this fight. Yeah. Um, um, you, if you're black, you have no choice but to fight the fight, whether you know it or not, because you're going to be experiencing it, experiencing it, and your children are, and everything. I think also people have different approaches. It's kind of very similar to Malcolm X and Martin Luther King. They right. both wanted the same thing with different approaches. So some people are choosing to be like, you know, let's do this with, of course, love and community. And I mean, to his point, he's right. I have a lot of people in my life that aren't black that I love just as much, but also it is important that I set very clear boundaries and I speak my mind and I'm authentic about what's right. actually happening. And right. like it's, but acknowledging that I can't do it alone because you are also just as important to be a part Absolutely. of the conversation. Absolutely. So yes, I view everyone as a, a community black or white or brown or whatever you are but just know we're gonna get down and dirty together and it's not gonna right. be pretty if you want to be on you know if you want to be a part of this right. so um yeah i mean i love that i totally agree yeah. i get it love it um mm -hmm. <laughs> so what i also want to know from you is mm -hmm. tell us about everybody hates chris you were the quote-unquote annoying little sister <laughs> 
youngest to a five sisters or five girls. So I, oh. I take offense when people say the youngest is their annoying little sister, whatever. But can you tell us what was like the funniest scene that you ever taped on that Ooh, show? On, on Everybody Hates Chris? Yeah. I really have to like dig back into the memory because, <laughs> girl, I'm about to be 27. I was 11 on that show. So I'm like, oh, oh no. God. <laughs> um, okay. Let, uh, let's see. Uh, well, I would say one of my favorite episodes of all time is the 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 sausage episode. So like mm. where I think it was season one, episode two, three, or four, one of those, and Tanya didn't want to eat sausage. And so I love <laughs> shooting those scenes with Tashina Arnold because she's Damn, Tanya. amazing. She's amazing. And also the babysitter episode is one of my favorite episodes too. Perfect. Do you remember that episode? I think so. I think yeah. so. It's one of the earlier ones, I think. I mean, you know, like we, that's kind of like Martin. Like we just watch every time it's on, you watch it. So like it would come back if I saw it again. Um, yeah. yeah. So let me, let me ask this before we wrap. Um, I, again, love the fact that this is the type of role that you're doing. I think it's really important to represent the black gamer community. It's not just people sitting around playing, uh, what is it called? Like Grand Theft Auto and, you know, yeah, like Call yeah. of Duty. These people sometimes go to tournaments and like have agents and y'all have that, y'all have that character. He's like 14 in the show. It's hilarious. Who Yes. Shoot? I can't. Um, and their parents are working for them, but they are making hundreds of thousands of dollars, sometimes millions of dollars. Like, so now parents can't tell their kids. And I wonder, would you do this with your future kids? Now you can't kind of tell your kids, games won't pay the bills like they might like would you allow your kids to get into it <laughs> uh, to to get into gaming yeah yeah like if they well if there's a there's a healthy balance you know yeah. um at the end of the day what i can't promise because we always think like i'm gonna do this with my kids and you know no. there's no control but um i will hope that i take the approach of uh empowering my kids to have their own agency while finding the balance of still being respectful um yeah. so if they happen to fall in love with gaming and they're like this is what i want to do i'm like okay like let's figure right. out the right approach to do this but also no if you're still under my roof you know <laughs> there's still some rules <laughs> that um that have to be uh respected but um yeah that definitely i won't allow my kids to be like f you mom and like that i pay the bills like yeah <laughs> he's crazy. like i don't he's so even funny so it is season two happening, right? Like that's what we're promoting. Yeah. So after we, you know, after we get out of the, you know, pandemic, after oh, everything no. sort of lifted and it's safe to start shooting again, we will start back up Perfect. with season two. Perfect. Yeah. All right. So her character, you said Dana. Um, I missed the girl. I was so enamored by her character. She has braids and she's just so yes. cute. I'm like, yes, braids. Was yes. that your idea? Huh? Was that your idea? Yeah. Uh, well, I auditioned with my, my twist in my hair, and they were like, we love your hair. I was like, cool, See? I didn't plan on changing See? it. <laughs> and we just talked about it earlier, coming to the table with your authentic self. And yeah. now look, they incorporated it. So her character is so cute. Dana has braids. She's a baller-ass gamer on the show. And I feel like we're going to get to see her grow in a work setting as a young person in the tech world. I, I love it. So thank you for taking a role like that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy. I'm, I'm grateful. Absolutely. Okay. And what's next for you? Where, where can we find you? Where can we, where can we watch whatever's next coming from Imani? 
Yes. Um, so one, you can find me on social media on my Instagram at real Imani Hakim. I update my statuses on there. Um, uh, as far as what's next, we have season two of Mythic Quest uh, in the pipeline. I am producing in uh, my own project, so working on a feature we're in post-production of editing that right now. Currently developing another project. Um, and yeah, uh, you could, you, you'll see more on the acting front as well, like auditioning uh, for new projects. And I'll also look out for things that I'm also writing and producing and directing as well. Love it. Love it. Congrats to you. Congrats for being in this business as long as you have been. And I know that you're still going to be going far. So congrats to you. And thank, thank you. you for talking to us. Um, yeah. And thank you everybody for watching, listening. Mythic Quest Ravens, I'm sorry, Mythic, Mythic Quest Ravens Banquet. It's a tongue <laughs> it's, twister. It's a I lot. <laughs> now uh, the whole season one is on Apple TV Plus. Um, get in your life. Stop being cheap. Go ahead and stream it and mm -hmm. enjoy. <laughs> thank, thank you so you. much, Imani. We'll talk soon. Okay. Bye, everyone. Thanks for watching. Bye, guys.